Hey, Fadies, thank you very much for listening to The Fate of Ison. This is Chapter 6, Episode 26. I'm DM Brad, and it's great to have you here. Exciting announcement, our good friends over at Dice Vault have given us some awesome dice goodies to give away to our fadies. Hooray! We've got pretty dice sets, rainbow mini dice wands, and more. We'll be putting together two prize packs, and we'll get some photos up on our socials soon. That's Fate of Ison on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook if you're not following us already, uh, so you can see them for yourself. To go into the draw to win one of these awesome packs that we're putting together, all you have to do is drop us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podchaser, and send us a screenshot so we know you've done it. If you're one of the wonderful listeners who has already reviewed us, then let us know about that and you can enter the draw as well. We'll keep entries open until Sunday, the 14th of November. Okay, enough preamble. Let's get to the recap. Last time, the Apple Squadeth licked their wounds after their disastrous fight with Ezekiel, one of the three generals of Crover. They used the golden orbs left behind by Ezekiel's body to power themselves up to level 15. Porter the Prosperity Demon showed up with good news. Help is on the way in the form of a tribe of frost giants. But something else approached in the skies. A gargantuan, ancient silver dragon. And then the, the the hulking silver dragon almost puffs out like a like a sigh, and its mouth shapes into a smile, and then it opens its mouth, and in a surprisingly human voice says, "Hello, I'm Jamie. Uh, you folks look like you could use some help." And Malia like <laughs> spits out the saxophone. She's like, "Oh, thank goodness, yes." Yes. Uh, Arcus is convinced that this is because of his spell. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that makes sense. Because um, Molly has to play for like a minute and then they have to roll against it and it's a whole thing. So it's like she's glad she doesn't have to do it, you know? Like, so she yep. just spits out the saxophone. She's like, thank God. Um, and at the same time, um, Haydet is like, holy shit. And <laughs> Porter is like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, Trestlespoon's jaw is detached from his face i hug the dragon okay it's like you could hug its toes <laughs> yes yeah his face looks down at you hugging his legs and just goes that actually feels quite nice it's been a very long time since i've been hugged thank you cloud it's all right we'll need some affection sometimes do you try to shock him <laughs> no no <laughs> <laughs> Do you have better judgment than that? Probably a good move. I think I think Arcus was just genuinely wanted a hug this time. <laughs> Shops are for high fives, I've decided. Taking Arcus's lead, can Trestlespoon try and do a uh, a grapple up to like stand and hug his nose? Uh, yeah, make me an acrobatics check to see if you can scale the body of this huge thing. Uh, unnatural. Oh no, nineteen. An unnatural nineteen. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You. You. He just watches in amusement as this tiny person first scrambles up like a toe and then climbs up like he's climbing a palm tree up the legs and then up onto his back. Can I do it super slowly? And I make like little noises while I'm doing it, like like a video game character. Yeah, 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 yeah. What? 
does everyone else do? I mean, Mali, Mali is standing there and she she sort of wants to smack her forehead and roll her eyes, but she's not going to. She's very grateful and she's very she's still very sore. So she gingerly kind of bows like in the courtly manner that she was taught so long ago and says, I am Mali Craft of the Apple Squadeth and the one hugging your toe over here is Arcus, the cloud demon from another Hello. realm. And... The one climbing your face as you so kindly let him is is Trestle Spoon of the Gnomes. <laughs> <laughs> he says, Well, it's lovely to meet all of you. I've I don't know how long I've been trapped away from the world, so it's it's good to be back around people and and then he looks around at the situation again at you know all the huddled masses who all look very, very relieved. Yeah. And and at all the dead bodies and just says, I'm sorry I wasn't here to help sooner um and then he leans down to to you marley and and i, I guess trestle spoon comes with him for the journey on his head <laughs> yeah i'm doing like the splits on the bridge of his nose <laughs> and he says up to you in a, in a whisper but he's so big that his voice just yeah. carries anyway so everyone will hear him he just says um this is this i know this is terribly rude um and then his, his head sort of gestures towards all the dead bodies in the vicinity yeah and it says um <laughs> it's i noticed there are quite a lot of dead among you um uh, yeah. could you, you could wanna, i eat wanna... them <laughs> I, he says i know it's it's ter- it's rude but Mally, i would hate to see them go to waste Mally just like like holds her holds her hand up to like stop his protest kind of and is like please I, I am no shirk to this that that there are they we are unable to bring them back from the dead. Please help yourself. <laughs> the, the masses <laughs> yeah. are an open yeah. outrage at no. like those are our family members. Those are our, <laughs> like yeah. we've and, been travelling with those people for weeks since yep. the brute wall fell. Marley turns around and is just like like gives them a look like you wanna fuck with this guy? You know? Do you wanna persuade them? something like it, what argument could you give them it's it's arcus's turn to be super charismatic here and make a super friendly amiable argument for letting the dragon eat all the dead people um okay yeah i'll take that upon me um i will up and i go you know it's the circle of life and it fuels us all <laughs> It's the circle, oh oh, the circle of life. <laughs> and in a way, oh, Trestlespoon has started way, clapping in the background, and then he realised Arcus is going to keep talking, and he quickly stops. And in a way, won't aren't they staying with us longer, or, or, or by providing a surface? Um, like body into bread water <laughs> into wine the cycle and and Molly gets up and goes just a reminder you're out here in the freezing cold with nothing to your name and no way to survive and this very kind beast has offered you a ride and all that he wants is food in return wouldn't you say yes um, yeah, persuasion with advantage. Yeah, Trestlespoon's chanting in the background, like at a rock concert. 
uh, throwing his fist back and forth, going, let him eat them, let him eat them. Yeah, Damien pipes up going, I'll eat them too, I'll eat them too. 28. (laughs) 28 with advantage. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, the the people mutter amongst themselves, like, there's still a, a lot of them who are not happy with this, but you can hear arguments being made of, like, it's, it makes sense i mean the alternative is to just leave our friends here to rot like they either provide sustenance for for this creature or they or what we can't give them a proper burial anyway Uh, i guess they wouldn't rot they'd probably like i mean it would take yeah it would take a long time for them to rot yeah Mm. and then the dragon could just come back and eat them yeah. yeah, and then Mali says, "Make your decision quickly, people, and say your goodbyes now." We'll do a mass funeral. Yeah, yeah. Mali will sing a song. Arcus is a cleric. If anyone is equipped to do funeral rites or a yeah. eulogy, it would be Arcus, yeah. and it better not be the Circle of Life again. Mali, Mali, following Arcus's prompt, will swing around to her saxophone. She's made a point. She was pretty frank about this, you know, like, um, and she swings around her saxophone and starts playing a sad version of <laughs> like, just like really low and sad. Jurassic. <laughs> yeah. So she like suggests and kind of like, you know, that people start saying goodbye and she sort of looks to Fendel and Darius to lead that, you know? Mm-hmm. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to say farewell to those who have journeyed with us for so long. We give them now to this fucking enormous dragon to eat so that (laughs) they can provide a fuel and sustenance so that in turn we can continue being fueled and sustained ourselves. The and <laughs> thank you <laughs> in Trator's name <laughs> i bless this meal <laughs> this is the end <laughs> for them <laughs> yay <laughs> um arcus i'm Goodbye gonna you, forever <laughs> i'm gonna give you advantage the next time you do a religion check if you just want to write that down Cute. somewhere <laughs> Cute. i don't know when that'll be that might not be for until next chapter like no right. idea but next time you do anything religion based you get advantage and Mali, after like seeing everybody kind of saying goodbyes, and I imagine taking trinkets off bodies and you know, like that kind of stuff is probably happening right now, turns to Fendel and Dearest and says, I hate to push a point, but the surge waits on no one. Will you come? They, yeah, they look Wait. at their people and they look at Jamie the dragon and. They look at Porter, the the prosperity frog demon who has promised, you know, that there is help coming and things like that. And they their shoulders sort of sag with letting go of the responsibility. Like this is out of their hands now. They're like, the, these people are safe. You can see that they've gone like, okay, we can walk away now. And then Deris, she looks at you Marley with like a steely determination and says how much time do we have 
Mali shakes her head and and says, "Hate it." Have they even blinked at the fact that we seem to have a direct <laughs> line to hate it? No, and the they God haven't. Of prosperity, like you know, they haven't even looked at it. It in in a in a way that tells you they already have contact to the gods. That it's no big deal to them. Not not that they haven't noticed. Yeah. That they've seen it and gone, so. <laughs> yeah. Hate it. How much time do we have? Says, I'll let Brad look at the timeline for a second. <laughs> <laughs> is, a, is is Jamie the dragon, is he eating the bodies at this point, or is he still being polite? Uh, yeah, so what he's he's very politely sort of taking like a little stompy few steps mm-hmm. behind people who... Have like said goodbye yeah. who are saying goodbye to a body they're taking valuables and weapons and things off them and then like someone pulls like a takes a sword out of a dead body's hands and then jamie just says thank you i didn't want to eat that um <laughs> it's like a toothpick and, in the throat <laughs> yeah and he's just going behind them and like just gobbling up one body at a time just mm-hmm. as as they become available is there anything Trestlespoon would um, see? Because I'm on the bridge of his nose. Any stuff that's left behind on a body that might be of any value? Ah, you're on the on the hunt for some magic items, for are good, you? For goodies! Yeah, I mean, that would be good. Okay, so Tress, make an investigation check, and I will use your um, score to generate a random item. 18. That's pretty good. 18. Okie doke. So, let's go look at the things in the place. I will just... I'll make it common rarity. and Common and uncommon. We won't go too crazy. 18. Okay. Uh, yeah, you see a body that... As, so, you're still riding on the bridge of his nose, right? Correct, Amundo. Yeah, so as Jamie is about to eat uh, the body of um, what looks like a, a, a dragonborn male with green scales, mm. um, you just happen to catch something gl- like something gold glinting on on one of the hands. Ooh! Oh, hold on. wait, 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 wait! D- 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 can you can you pass that one up to me? Jamie says, "What pass what?" There's a, that body. There's a thing. You want to see? You want to see the food that I'm about to eat? No, I don't want to eat it. He's got something on it. I mean, it wouldn't taste good to you. I just want it. It could be useful for me. Please. He's going like he's going like cross-eyed, trying to look at you while he talks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Trestlespoon's um, earnestly talking in between yeah. his eyes. He says, "Well, I, I, I'm sorry. I lack the dexterity to." With your tongue, yeah. can you use your tongue? Yes. No. That's, oh. that's disgusting. Okay. <laughs> what, what do you think I am? Some kind of frog demon. <laughs> hey, that's not cool, dude. Um, and then Stay Jamie, out of this. Jamie lowers his head, for, like gesturing for you to hop off next to the mm. body. Uh, Trestlespoon taps the nose and slides down. Okay. And yeah, and when I you approach go to the, the gold thing. The, the, the dragonborn man's hand, uh, right hand, has a maybe a, maybe a wedding ring that's in the ring finger on his on his um, right hand. But I just realized as I looked at my own wedding ring, that goes on the left. Um, <laughs> so it's not a wedding ring. He, yeah, there's just a gold ring mm-hmm. uh, that is shining on his finger. Uh, tri- how frozen is this body? 
uh, it's cold. It it it's not frozen. Uh, it it would have snap off like a the guy like would have died. Carrot. No, <laughs> the guy would have died no, like today. Uh, Trestle Spoon breathes some warm air onto the finger and tries to r- wrestle the the ring off. Okay, make a sleight of hand. You'll definitely get the ring off, but let's just see how it goes. Oh God, sixteen, pretty slick. Okay, yeah, yep, that's fine. You no, you slip it off uh, expertly, mm-hmm. and yeah, you now have a gold ring in your hand. Can it do anything? Don't know. Trestle spoon puts the ring on. Okay, you don't feel any different. But, but I, I feel more confident. Is it like you Porter die. with the sunglasses? What? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the ring of immediately dying. Um, <laughs> no, so this is the ring of jumping. Mm-hmm. And Trestle Spoon wouldn't know this, um, but I'll, I'll, you can equip it to your sheet if you go, if you, if you add it. Um, I'm not in D&D Beyond right now, so I can't talk you through doing that. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, while you wear the ring, you can cast the jump spell as a bonus action whenever you want Ooh! but you can only cast it on yourself and okay. jump uh, just lets you yeah jump really well <laughs> okay cool cool nice so Tres- nice jump Tre- nice ju- so trestle spoon doesn't feel any different and then he turns to jamie and he goes uh, c- can you c- c- can you let me back up Uppy ups, <laughs> uppy ups. Like up on him. It's like yeah. the ultimate band for. Yeah, you clamber up onto his face. And you like kick his nostrils, and he's like, "Careful!" Hop on pop, hop on pop. And Trestle Spoon says, uh, s- s- "Sorry, you, you, you could you can eat them all now. Uh, f- f- front row seat." Says, uh, "Okay, I I don't normally have such a close audience for this, but dragons got to eat, I suppose." <laughs> and then yeah, he just goes to town. Um, and Arcus and Marley, what are you? No thoughts, head empty. (laughs) 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 I don't know. I'm still hugging the foot. (laughs) Oh, so you're coming along for the ride too. You're just, Trestlespoon's riding the nose, you're riding the foot. You're just moving around on this silver dragon as it has a meal. I gave the eulogy and then I went back to experience it all firsthand. Or first foot. First foot. (laughs) Nice. Sorry, um, what? How long away was it? How long away was what? The surge. I missed that. Oh, answer. yeah. Don't worry. I forgot that. That's what I was looking at. Um, <laughs> so we are we're we're right at the end of this day that you're in. Uh, mm-hmm. It's been a it's been a huge day. And then so let's see. We'll go by sleeps. There's one sleep, two sleep, three sleeps. Okay. Oof. Yeah. Okay. So I assume Hayden says that, and that's the conversation I'm kind of in, like yep. talking about how long it might take us to get there and that my usual method of travel is not really applicable right now because I need to rest um, and um, regain my health and stuff. Yep. And- he says, um, uh, I, I don't know exactly how the whole Damien thing's supposed to work, but I mean, I was told that that'll get you there. Yeah, I know, but did we want to pop that off right now or is there other places we should go? I, I'm just really worried about missing something or somebody that we should know about or we should be collecting before we get there, you know? Like, and she's she's saying this out loud because she's just, you know, thinking, yeah. We only get one shot, hate it. If we all 
turn up there we only early. got one opportunity you know yes. this is chance to blow if we if we turn up there early and Crover cottons on to what we're doing doesn't that sort of give the game away a little like I, I I just wonder about that shouldn't we aren't we better to do this kind of almost last thing and she's genuinely yeah. asking the question yeah. as well yeah he, yeah he, he says well my advice would be to travel with these people to the lockery and rest I mean there's a whole community of people there who can look after you. Let's do that. Uh, Trestlespoon is asking Jamie to give individual taste ratings for each of the people he's eating. <laughs> no. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, w- I won't give them, but he d- he does that. Every time he gobbles one up, he pauses for a moment thoughtfully and then just like says something along the lines of... Elderberries. Mm, a, little, a little bit... Mm, a little bit chilly, Not- that one. Maybe let's, too much exercise. Let, let's go for a let's go for a crunchy one. I whisper to Marley, I'm like, they can't really taste the difference. They don't know the fancy <laughs> Yeah, there's and, one that's wearing armor. Marley, Marley has no idea. So you just like whisper that at Marley while she's deep in conversation with Dearest and Fendel, and like she turns around and she yeah, like, Arcus doesn't even pay attention to the fact that you're in conversation. Yeah, she kind of turns around, and looks at you, and is like, "What? Like, okay." You know, kind of confused, sort of. Marcus oh. grins and nods like he's just given Marley like very special and important information. Yeah. <laughs> um, you all notice. Marley resists the urge to pat Arcus on the head and turn around. Like, like. Don't resist. Don't resist. <laughs> pat my floofy hat. I transfigurate my head into a hat that says "pet me." <laughs> Floof button. Yeah. So. She she boops you on the head a few times and is like, "Good, thank you, good information." <laughs> like very confused, kind of like, "Is this what you want? I think this is what you want." You know, um, you Marcus all cares. you all notice from your various uh, yeah you all notice from your various um, vantage points that Damien starts slinking off towards where Jamie is eating bodies. Like, would anyone try and intervene no. in that? I mean. Lad's gonna do what Lad's gonna do. He's got a big job ahead of him, so you know. And would you let Hodge go and eat? Yeah, I probably would actually. Yeah, because Hodge is probably hungry too. This is just a what massive are, what, what, feast of the dead. Yeah, what are I all mean, these people going to look like? There are, like some, there are some wyverns, right? I point yeah. Hodge towards the wyverns and I sort of say, all right, go on. He's he starts waiting. eating it and Jamie looks at it and goes, I'm offended by that. No. <laughs> this has big Donna party energy. <laughs> yeah. Put that out there. <laughs> oh, can Trestlespoon try to convince Jamie to eat Damien? Don't, no, please don't. You can try. Because you can try. No, we okay. need, we need, we, we need, need Damien. Damien. We need, um, unfortunately. We Trestlespoon, need. Trestlespoon doesn't like Damien. 100%, but he I has feel like I got demon solidarity with Damien. <laughs> um, yeah, no, okay, you, you try to convince Jamie to eat Damien and you say, I don't like him. Uh, but then Jamie's response to you is, um, well, I don't like vegetables. <laughs> too, too much plot armor. That vegetable likes meat. Does I don't, Damien eat I, a person? I don't eat Are we going to feed a person to Damien? Because that sounds dangerous. Well, Damien's eating people right now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Damien's been eating meat this entire time. 
I mean, his mm. story really is just the pet shop of horrors, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He's getting bigger. Except, is he getting bigger? <laughs> no. <he's not>. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know where he's putting all no. this meat that he's eating. <laughs> yeah. He burns it up. Um, yeah. I think, I think Marley will go to Lockery, but she's not happy about it. Like, she feels like that's a step backwards rather than forwards. And and I think she feels frustrated like she is the reason people are stepping backwards, not forwards, because she's weak and, like, unable to, you know, so she's kind of, like, beating herself up about this move, you know? Like, she's okay. let people down and, yeah. Um, as the dimension lock is still open. Yeah. Okay. So with you thinking and, like, feeling and thinking about how you don't want to go to like you you feel like you need to be out doing more um she's just thinking about all the chaos in the world and and like yeah. the elementals that attacked and this that and the other thing and she's like there's probably people out there right now suffering that i should be helping yeah. you know and, like she's yeah in, in response to thinking that because hey can read your thoughts he just says marley wh- where else would you want to be and and hate it more than anybody because she doesn't say it out loud gets this brilliant flash of memory from Marley where she's running through dappled orchards as a kid and Tap is running beside her and she's running towards her you know her mum and her dad are calling her for dinner time you know like it's this intense flash of memory like as she thinks that and then yep. she just sort of brushes out her head and she's like... And he says, you, you could go back to the orchard if you want, but there's no one there. You I, know that. And and out loud she goes, I know, I know. You could stab Arcus. He, <laughs> Arcus has yeah. been there too. Yeah. You can stab me. Yeah, she goes, I know. And, and I also know you can't go backwards in time, but you asked. <laughs> Fair enough. And then, um, yeah, Porter pipes up with, Hey, they're here. And he turns his frog body to the south and you just see this huge tribe of 50 Mm. frost giants. They're all like 30 feet tall and just giant hulking men and women in like furs and with icicles for hair and stuff. And they just Mm. stomp their way towards you. He specifically said they were here. Here comes they thems. <laughs> <laughs> Hello they thems. Yeah. The only one whose gender we've specified is Makariri. <laughs> the rest of them Him it's and a his gamble. army of non binary giants. <laughs> oh nice. Canon. It's canon. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but of course the of course the, the, the cis male one is is the leader, right? Like Yeah, it's, it's, it's an allegory, uh, a reflection of our current socio And because they're frost discourse. giants, they're all white as well, so uh, that is true. Wow. Yeah. It's white you know savior syndrome as they come in to like hey. take over. Hey, just white passing. Let's <laughs> Um This tribe, yeah, stomps closer and closer and the ground sort of rumbles with each the coordinated step that they take and then they stop right in your midst and they eye up the situation of like there's this huge dragon eating dead bodies there's a plant eating dead bodies yeah. <laughs> there's a giant frog that they they knew that would be there 
Molly kind of like picks herself off the ground where she's just sort of been slumped, talking to hate it down by the, you know, the locker open or whatever. Um, the locker's still open, so she can still hear anything that hate it might have to say at this point. She figured they weren't going anywhere. Yeah. And she picks herself up and she bows again like she's tired, but she's trying to do the right thing. She's like, thank you for coming. Uh, I give my regards to Liam and, and, and yourselves. I, I realize this, this is a journey for you. I don't know how far you've come, but we appreciate it. And she says all of that in common because, you know, yeah. she doesn't know what they speak. Um, yeah. One of them who you can tell by the, their position and demeanor is the leader. Mm. or is at least in charge of some if not all of them um kneels down to you and very carefully so they don't you know harm anyone or or anything like that um and then says in his big booming voice like which is a a language you don't understand (laughs) molly goes ah crap okay hang on uh and she has a look and she casts detect thoughts and she um, directs it in his direction and, and, and says, uh, like, I don't mean this to be offensive, but this helps me understand if you can understand me. You know? Yeah. So the, the surface thoughts are just that. They want to help. They have been told that in the name of community and prosperity... Um, there is a whole community of people who are in dire need um, and they are here to do whatever they can do like that's that's what he's he's projecting to you is, is his thoughts yeah and she she nods like she doesn't probe any further that's not what she was doing she was just trying to get a sense for making sure you know and she gestures like to the people like who are suffering and 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 sort of puts her hands together and kind of like in a cupping motion and then sort of points off towards like where that little green speck is, yep. you know? Yeah. And, yeah. A, and and then just kind of like shrugs and then says, I hate it. Um, I tried. He understands what you need. Uh, I, I guess we need to just tell the people to pick a giant, load up. And between okay. between the dragon and the giants, I think there's enough, you know, carriage space for everyone. Okay. Because I cause, cause who I wants can, to ride the giant to I the jungle? Everyone. I can still read surface thoughts of the giant, so I assume I can sort of get that reaction. Like, oh, okay, carry that way, cool. You know, like he's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you you get his surface thoughts of understanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, and then I'm like, all right, all right, uh, we're ready to go. And and Mali sort of like, let's go yeah, over the, over here. The people all they rush. They they say like on the way past the bodies of their fallen who haven't been eaten yet. They say like a last goodbye. Um, but these are people who like sanctuary is is moments away, and they're like, we're gonna clamber for it. And they they each just at random pick a giant. And all the giants silently will just like pick people up and, and put them onto shoulders and heads and lift them and do whatever they can. And there's still quite a lot of people who don't get to ride the giants. 
Mm. Um, and Jamie catches that and just says, do, do, do you want me to carry some people as well? Mm, Jamie, please. Y- uh, yes, please. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he goes cross-eyed to look at Trestlespoon and says, do you want to ride me too? Yes, please. <laughs> Can I help the people up to sit on the bridge of Jamie's nose and go on his scaly back? Uh, yeah, well, they I, I doubt you could have too many riding the nose. <laughs> it would seriously hinder his flight abilities. But on his, back, he could, on his back, he could comfortably house like 50-odd people. He would ha- all have all to hold on. on like, there's, no, there's no seats or saddles or anything. Um, hold on to his eyelids. Okay, sure. Yeah, we, yeah. Says, so he can fall blind. Oh, that that is... I'll, I'll be honest, that's not comfortable at all. <laughs> it's <laughs> okay. You you ate all their loved ones. Let them have some fun. <laughs> I suppose I had a feast. They can, at the very least, have a fun ride. Yay! <laughs> Um, Mally, Mally sort of pets Jamie absentmindedly like she's just so tired like in her bones and she sort of pats him on the nose underneath Trestlespoon's sort of legs and it's like thank you so much um, I'll meet you in the sky uh, let's make sure these people get home safe eh S- certainly we I mean we can patrol from the sky see if anything's going to hinder the the journey of these giants, but I don't imagine anything would stand up to them or, or myself. Molly mm. nods, like, pretty sure that that's the case too, but just still doesn't, you know. Arcus is lodged firmly in the toes. <laughs> nice. He's got an itch, and he, like, uses the toe you're wedged in between to scratch himself, and you get, like, shredded by scales. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay, I'm squishy. <laughs> yeah, good thing I'm a floof. <laughs> yeah, Mally like launches herself on the to the back of Hodge. Hodge is like, like very aware that you know Mally isn't feeling well, and sort of like is right down on the ground as far as he can go, so Mally can get on. You know. Yeah. Where do you think Fendel and Deris go? I don't know. Like, I think Mally would probably offer Hodge to continue the conversation if they wanted to, but then would be like, wherever you wish. Okay. Um, yeah, I'd say they could go with Hodge. So Marley's got the two VIPs and Trissel and Arcus are looking after everyone else. Yeah, bloody economy class. <laughs> yeah. Um, she takes the key out of the air, but just before she does, she's like, all right, hate it. Here we go. Um, I know you can't tell me anything if I don't have the locker open. Any last advice? He just says, you don't need any advice for this. The people of the lockery are expecting you. Oh, okay. And she, like, closes the locker and then turns the key and then remembers she didn't really say thank you and just says, thank you. Hate it. <laughs> like, to the air. Yeah. Um, and Porter is still, he's the only one left there in the snow. So it's just like the surreal scene of like there's just everyone's leaving and there's just this frog in the snow <laughs> left by himself. Poor Porter. Can can Trestlespoon see Porter when just as Jamie's about to take off? Uh, yeah, you can see him at a distance. Uh, Tr- Tr- Trestlespoon waves and then he gestures for him to come up. You he says something, but you can't hear what he's saying at a distance and over the sound of like dragon's wings beginning to flap. 
Um, but what he what he says to you is, I don't know if I'll see you soon, little dude, but like, I've done what I'm supposed to do. Good luck. But to you, it's just like the sound of dragon wings. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Okay. For me, it's portal and then whatever the Graham, the spider. <laughs> it's Porter and then Graham. Those are my two faves. Steven. Steven? Steven. I knew it was a mm, <laughs> at the end sounding name. Mm. Yes. Steven yeah. and Porter. And so, I want to hear them have a conversation together at some point, please, Brad. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, they will. Um, <laughs> in fact, Steven, uh, Porter could make that happen anytime he wants to. They, they probably have lots of conversations. Love that for Porter. <laughs> They're best um, friends. Yeah. So this completely zany and unlikely procession begins as this tribe of 50 frost giants march across the frozen landscape carrying a a combined near thousand dragonborn and kobolds and, and other humanoid people on their backs and heads and shoulders as above them soaring through the sky is a gargantuan silver dragon with a gnome riding his nose and Accumulus riding his toes. And there is riding, flying in the sky beside the dragon is a huge wolf with gigantic white angel wings with three elves on the back as they fly across the frozen landscape towards a nearing tropical jungle village. Cute. And so I, guess, I guess that's a good place to end the episode. Does it, does it count as an oasis? Because like the the snow is technically desert. Uh, yeah, like, I suppose it is. is I suppose so it is a an desert oasis. oasis. Yeah. It's a desert oasis. <laughs> what does uh what, 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 what does Porter do? Can we give him the uh, end uh, credits? Okay. Thing? Yep, so end credits scene. So um, you've seen uh, all the Marvel actors' names come past and then it <laughs> cuts away to <laughs> Porter. Fury, Fury. <laughs> Porter watches the procession leave for quite a while because it, it does take the, the Frost Giants a long time to march off. Um, and he just sits there watching and sort of nodding and he, he's, he's proud of the job he's done. He, he, he helped. Uh, a lot of people today he helped community and, and he helped um, people who are suffering get over their suffering and, and prosper and then he blips out of existence and then on a distant part of the world inside a deep dark cold dungeon he blips back into existence <laughs> and he says hey steven you around dude i just had like the weirdest thing I, banfor got like really shard <laughs> <laughs> and then this huge spider appears and goes sounds a bit weird isn't it <laughs> what do you mean what do you mean Banfall got short he's that really tall bloke isn't he why is he short now I don't know dude it's the craziest thing I caught now some flies you wanna, eat some, you wanna eat some flies with me <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome and then they together the frog and the spider eat flies <laughs>
So Porter and Stephen are friends? How cute is that? Maybe they'll go on their own adventures? Maybe it could be another spin-off, The Gigantic Adventures of Porter and Stephen. One's a prosperity demon frog, and the other's a charming giant spider. That's a tale as old as time. Uh, Together they can... Well, I, I haven't worked it all out yet. Stay tuned for when I eventually never get around to it. The Apple Squadeth, it seems, are finally leading the tired, hungry, frozen brute wall survivors to safety. And what a way to travel! On the backs of frost giants, on the nose and back of a gargantuan silver dragon, on a flying wolf with angel wings. Now that is travel. Big thank you and shout out to our amazing supporters on Patreon who make this show possible. Alex White Robinson, Person Who Wants to Stay Anonymous, Robert Baldino, Irene Cucci, Laura, Christine Goodwin and James Blyser, Sajah Hodgins, Laura Douglas, Mel Ziegler, Roger Afamata, Sam Malcolm, Kydron Ferris, Lauren Flake, Kai Deal, Avriana Kavalsic, Kevin Swift, Ben Edwards, Victorian Gavin Porter, Daniel Nichols from the Happy Go Lucky Podcast, KP Squish, Alexandra Lickkais, Andrew Evans, Danny Homan from the Grad of It Podcast, Kevin Carver, Dakota Shemansky, Damien Liberton, Andrew M, Alexander Waffles, Williams, Jared from the Indie Film Review, Jamie Phillips, Ezekiel Tabarelli, and our newest, chewest, bluest, most gooest patron, The Gamertron. Thank you all so much for joining the resistance. Hooray! And giving us the support that we need to make all of this come to life. Alrighty, that's it from us. Uh, One last uh, reminder about our giveaway. If you want to win some sweet dice that we'll put uh, put together prize packs and put the pictures on our socials, uh, drop us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podchaser, and uh, send us a screenshot. And you'll go on the draw to win. Entries are open until November the 14th. 2021. Alright, thanks for listening everyone, we will see you next time. Necropoticon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.